This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. We are your hosts, James and Anthony. Welcome to the weekly chat number 33. Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to the show. Anthony here. James, yeah, what, what an intro. Holy crap, you're excited. I just had a whole big cup of coffee. I just had a cold brew with some sugar in there. I'm ready cold to go. Cold brew hits different. It does, but it I, I also put two sugar in the raws in there at this coffee shop oh, I went to. in the raw. Because I just went to my first uh, World Cup game of the year. We haven't been watching it at all. I just at the airport here and there. We've been too busy to watch, but what I just game watched um, USA versus Iran, and USA just won one to nothing. Oh, so, apparently we're good this year. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I, uh, uh, I met... Um, our friend at the uh, cool tavern in the Silver, red line, like the red line. Yeah. I hadn't been there in so long, but it's, it, a German it's, it's beer so place. cool. It yeah. feels like you're in Europe. It's mm. just like a beer garden, yeah. big ass TVs. And I got a, a German pretzel with mustard and this really cool, like paprika cheese is delicious. They have great meats there. Um, like you can get just a plate with just a huge, like sausage. Yeah. It's crazy. And it, the patio areas, it looks like you're in, like, a village in Germany. It looks like that place we went to in, in uh, was it Scotland or Dublin? I think Dublin. Yeah, Dublin, the yeah, little place. Yeah, it looks place. like the place we yeah. went to in Dublin. Yeah, it looked very similar. It also looks like Slow, uh, the uh, the city up in Northern California. Uh, but it's a really great place. I used to go there to that Whole Foods all the time right next to Yeah, the 365. Yeah. It's not yeah. a Whole Foods, yeah, it's a, it's a 365. 365. All oh, right, yeah. get it right. Whole Foods has even better stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it, though, because it was cheap. It was cheap food. Yeah, it's good. It's good. For Whole Foods, yeah, it's it's very, it was very affordable. It's not Whole Foods. It's 365. It's their brand, but yeah. it's not a Whole Foods. It's, it's like the purest form of Whole Foods. It's the, the most basic form of Whole Everything Foods. Everything you buy says Whole Foods on it. So how is it not Whole Foods? It says 365 buy Whole Foods. It doesn't say Whole Foods on it. It says buy Whole Foods. <laughs> it's not a Whole Foods. <laughs> you're ridiculous. You're ridiculous. You're you're ridiculous. You're an idiot. <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I just ran some errands, and uh, I, I went to the bank to uh, deposit some bonds. Our grandmother was kind enough to give us uh, some bonds that she bought when we were babies uh, on Thanksgiving. And so I and I deposited those because they all had matured. And I went to the first uh, Bank of America, and there was a line of 15 people. To get in, inside? No, to inside uh, to get to the tellers. And then I would get in line, and I'm just like looking around. And I'm like, why is there so many people in line? And there's only one teller working, and they have like eight windows. And then someone, uh, some a manager or someone walked by, and a person at the front of the line asked them, "What's the wait? Is there another teller?" And he goes, "Oh, they're all sick. We just have the one for today. They're all sick." I'm like, how can you run a bank with one teller? Well, it's a lot of businesses. They've just 
they're going with skeleton crews yeah. regularly. It already of, is a skeleton crew because of COVID, because of remote work. I feel like, but and also because of automation of services in terms of like the money's outside now. It's at like yeah. go to the ATM to get your cash. Like, what are you doing out but front? But there are certain, there are things that you have to do in person still. You still got to go in there. Also, yeah. I mean, the money there's a lot of money in there if yeah, you need yeah. to do it. But like, you can't just like deposit a bond. A, a bond. <laughs> <laughs> so then I, ATM. I, I went to the. There's another one in our, in our town that I went to. That I went to, and it was only a, a few people deep because they had two tellers working. But I was I couldn't believe that they had. There's and then after that guy said it, four of us just walked out. <laughs> it's like when you go to like Walgreens or CVS, and there's like two people working in the entire store. They have all the self checkout sections, so like they don't really need a ton of employees. But yeah. then sometimes you need help, and they're just like, "There's no one to help you." But there's it's kind of like a interesting psychology experiment. RCVS in particular, because they just added self checkout to self checkout machines, but forever it was always just you had to wait in line for the for the clerk. You talking about the one on York? Yeah, the one on York. And so they added the self two self check checkout uh, machines. Uh, I would say late last year, so it's still pretty recent. But I swear, every time I go there, and it's it's been pretty bad sometimes, where I'll go there, and I'll see that there's a line of, like, several people waiting to go to the clerk, and even more than that, and then the two check the two self-checkouts will be empty, and then I every time I just go right up to the self-checkout, and then the clerk will be, like, obviously in the weeds and be like, you can use the self-checkout, excuse me, anyone can use the self-checkout if you don't have alcohol, and then people will start going to the self-checkout. So it's like, I think it's like social conformity where people will like get in the line because other people are in line rather than you could do the self-checkout within a matter of seconds. Yeah. Maybe some people just aren't good with technology. They don't want to have, they yeah. don't want to have to deal with it. It's like that. There's a great Bill Burr joke uh, when this like automation self-checkout stuff started happening like years ago. You're using my Yosemite mug. Oh my God. Great. I'm going to bash that in your face. That's my mug. That's on a bit of an overreaction. It's a big mug though, right? Yeah, that's why I it's used like, it. It's like 22 ounces, 24 I'm gonna ounces. I'm going to lick it all over the place. But it's a, his bit was like he goes to CVS and he's... He's in line and they tell him like, "Oh, sir, you can come. Please use our self checkout." <laughs> oh, he's like, "Do he's, he's like, like, why do you get paid?" He's like, "I'm doing everything." <laughs> I'm sorry, I ruined the joke. <laughs> can, I say, can I say the fucking bit? <laughs> sorry, <laughs> no, forget about it. Sorry, forget about it. You couldn't help yourself, could you? <laughs> Just button in. <laughs> God forbid, I got a sentence. I ruined, you, I ruined your punchline. No, but he's like, I didn't realize I clocked in today. <laughs> I have to bag myself too. <laughs> <laughs> still hit, still hit, still hit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's Bill Burr. He always hits. <laughs> yeah, but that's the bit. <laughs> yeah, man. But uh, yeah, self checkout. The world's changing. The world's changing. Wait until robots are pouring your coffee. Yeah, if but, we ever get there. But the bonds matured. I think I earned. I think I earned eighty bucks extra from the maturity of the bonds. It's not bad. Yeah, I mean they're bonds. They're not like Two, twenty years. It's not like a savings account. Yeah, one was like fifty bucks. One was seventy five. One was a hundred. Yeah, two hundred dollar ones. And they're beautiful bills, though. They're really the, the cool. clerks. They there's the two guys who were the clerks, and when I set gave them the bills, they were both just like looking at them in in awe, and they they like loved them. It makes me not want to yeah s turn mine in. Maybe yeah. they'll be worth even more money in like fifty years just because they they're an old bond. Thirty thirty year limit. No, but I mean, as an, as like an antique. Oh, as an antique? As like as like an, a collector's item. <laughs> I doubt that. Why not? People collect shit all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Coins, bills, like that's a huge thing. All right, I guess if you want to keep on keep those bonds. No, you never know. I mean, yeah, you know. But they were they they seemed to really like them. They were like, they're, he was like, oh look at this one, and they're like, because it actually looks they they look really cool. The print job on them. And they're like, where are these from? I was like, Massachusetts. They were like, oh, wow. So someone gave these to you? They're beautiful. And See, I was like, yeah, my grandmother bought them when I was a baby. Makes me not want to get rid of mine now. All right. I bet you they'd be worth even more money in 50 years to like a collector. I needed the money, though. <laughs> People collect all <laughs> kinds of stuff like that. 
I, yeah, I understand. You know, understand. coins, bills, certificates, anything old. <laughs> You're going to be putting it up on eBay. Soon. I bet you I could get $1,000 for those in 50 years. I'll take that bet. <laughs> $1,000? Yeah. For a couple of bonds? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what are you smoking? People collect all kinds of stuff, man. <laughs> People pay thousands of dollars for coins. What are you talking about? Well, the co- very unique coins. Yeah, this is going to be pretty unique in a digital age in 50 years. It's going to be all digital. <laughs> you're out of your mind. $1,000 for think a you're, I bond. think you're underestimating collectors. And what I they, think you're overestimating collectors. Some, it's a museum item. <laughs> I'm a hustle. You realize collecting is becoming a digital thing. Exactly. So yeah, people aren't going to be looking to collect a fifty-year-old, a hundred-year-old bond. That's why it'll be worth more it's just money. A piece of paper. That's why it'll be worth more. You're out of your mind because it'll be even more <laughs> I rare. Can't wait. And in like fifty years, you're gonna tr- you're gonna be like, how much can I get off of these? Bank of America's gonna be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, you this stopped maturing fifty years ago. Yeah, but can I get like a grand off of this? <laughs> thousand dollars wow, you're being so negative <laughs> i'm not, cynical i'm not i'm not being at all i'm just being realistic I'm saying there are collectors man there are collectors people appreciate that kind of stuff yeah but like a really cool coin that's unique that like nobody else has like a cool bond from massachusetts Lots of from 70 years ago <laughs> just stop, just stop. <laughs> i think i think people should dm us who's not gonna happen here who's not gonna side are you do, a, do a poll it's not gonna happen i think i think there are collectors it's just out a there. piece of paper it's more than that. It's not like it was Abraham Lincoln's bond. You never know. <laughs> it says your name on it. It's true. Of course I know. <laughs> we'll find out. In 50 years when I sell for a thousand bucks, I'm going to be like, told you so. I'm, I hope that happens. I really do. I'm going to rub it right in your face. Because you'll need it. <laughs> JK. that's supposed to mean? JK, JK. If I'm broke, you're already dead. <laughs> I'll make it at 80. You make it 80? Yeah, I'll make it at 80. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably. <laughs> hope so. Unless I go and you die of a broken heart. It's not going to happen. Vice, <laughs> the vice versa would happen. Oh, you'd be happier? If no, I, no, <laughs> you'd, you would die of a broken heart if I died first. Well, uh, what, so what, you'd be partying? I wouldn't be partying. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like, finally. <laughs> what a relief. Good riddance. <laughs> I thought the poison didn't work. <laughs> No, 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 no. Oh, you you would die of a broken heart. <laughs> think about think a lot about yourself, don't you? Nah. I'd die of a broken heart if something happened to my bond. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy your bonds. Anyways, we got so much going on this week too. We we we're still deep in pre production on the short film. We're actually filming our first kind of bit of, of production and footage today. Uh it's a cameo that I'm gonna be making in the short film. Really excited about it. Should be a lot of fun. Uh I don't want to spoil what it is now. No, yeah, it's gonna be great. But I wrote uh, Anthony let me write my own script and I'm gonna film it after we do this weekly chat. <laughs> Cause we need in a shot of the movie we need to a character is looking at a video on a phone and so we just wanna make a video so we don't have to um, throw it in and post and make it look fake. Like I I hate looking at screens and movies and T V shows when it's clearly just CGI'd in with visual effects because, like, if you look at a screen, there's often glare on it, or like the, the screen can be a little dirty, or like uh, there could be a smudge there, and then visual effects just makes it look perfect. So I want it to be real. Yeah, authentic, man. Authenticity. Authenticity. If you listen to, oh, well, they, they haven't listened to the yeah, episode yet. It comes out tomorrow. Yeah, we have a great episode coming out tomorrow. It was it's a over- three hours and fifteen minute episode of uh, Martin Scorsese. It's it's really exciting. 
really it was, we did we were getting drunk off wine during <laughs> you were getting i was okay because you get, started drinking before i i waited till halfway through to start to have a glass of wine i was getting a little tips you were having a great time yeah it was, it was great i mean we we're talking about uh the greatest Amer- italian american filmmaker of all time and might as well have a couple glasses oh yeah a couple glasses of vino but it was a really terrific conversation we hit on all kinds of topics in his career his styles his trademarks many of his movies and his roots and i enjoyed the hell out of that it might be my favorite episode we've ever recorded yeah it might be my favorite too it took it was took a while to edit it was a long edit but hey man you did it you did it so well i always do proud of you i always do so that that's gonna be a blast i can't wait for people to listen to it because you know we've really not done that much on scorsese yeah we did goodfellas we did wolf We've done Wolf. We we did Taxi Driver a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that was like yeah, yeah. one of the first episodes we ever did was uh, Loner Cinema Taxi Driver versus Joker. But that was before we were actually even knew what the hell we were doing. That was before it was even called Loner Cinema. And that was when we were getting three views a day. <laughs> so it's a different world now. <laughs> the show is completely different. A whole new world. So I'm really excited to get back into talking about Scorsese. Oh, we've done Shutter Island too. So Shutter Island. Oh, yeah, we did do a, we did a whole episode on it, right? I think we yeah. did. Did we do a full episode yeah. on it, or was it just the Modern uh, Prisoners? Prison, I mean, the prison episode. Prison episode, maybe. We might have done a full episode on Charlotte as well. It's possible. I can't remember. We've done, we've so, done many, so many. We've done like 280 episodes. It's People just, will sometimes reference an episode to me. I'll be like, did we do that? Oh, yeah, we did do yeah. it. Because <laughs> there's so many in our catalog. I usually have a pretty good recollection of everything we've done. I have but, terrible. <laughs> but I think, Pris- I think Shutter Island... We did a Goodfellas episode. Yeah, I already we, said that. Oh, did you? Yeah, like a minute ago. Oh. <laughs> See the recollection thing? <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly, we're doing The Departed uh, this month. We're really excited about that as well to finally tackle that because that's something we've been, that bacon we've had in the freezer for a while. For a while. But, um, you know, to talk about Martin Scorsese, it was a, it was a lot of fun because he's one of our favorites. Yeah, he's, he's the man. He's, he is my favorite. He's, he, I don't know if he's my favorite, but he's, he's one of the best. He's top five every category for me in terms of favorite, best, and just coolest, coolest, and most impactful on in the history of cinema and film in general. I'm glad to hear that. In importance, we also we also had a great trip in Boston uh, for Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. We saw the family and saw all the kids. We had a good time playing cards. It was, it was a lot of fun. Played hearts. Played hearts. I almost shot the moon. I wouldn't say almost. I was pretty close. And she got five hearts. I just need that. So I just need that king of hearts to shoot the moon. To try to shoot the moon without the king is kind of silly. I had everything else you need. Clearly not. I had the, the, the queen, ace of hearts, but I had all high cards. I was like, screw it. Let's you roll were the like, dice. this is it. I let's can, go. I can see it in your face. You're rolling like, I'm the doing dice. It. I'm rolling doing the it. dice. Sometimes, like, I don't know if anyone knows hearts, but it's a really fun game with four people usually. Um, if you know what shooting the moon is and, and you, you can do it, it's just like the most baller thing of all time. It is pretty baller, game. especially when it gets to the point where there's nothing the other players can do to stop you and everyone knows it. Because shooting, shooting the moon means that everyone else loses and gets points versus you not getting any points at all because in hearts, points are bad. It's like golf. The lower the score, yeah, yeah. The, win, the win. I won. Well, we didn't I, really keep track. Well, I got two points in, in uh, three games. So I was just having fun with my nephews and niece. <laughs> He's over there keeping a scorecard. Hey, I think someone's just jealous. Back pocket. I, hey, I, I was in, I was having a great time. I was shooting the moon, man. You were trying to beat a couple of ten year olds. Whoa, 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 whoa! They're not ten. I'm first of all, 20, second of all, twenty and 15. they are highly competitive kids. Not highly competitive. Also, one of them was twenty. <laughs> so get off your get off your uh, false lap, falsity lap. I don't know falsity lap. <laughs> F- falsity, falsity lap. <laughs> fake, fake news. <laughs> I like that falsity. Yeah, Playing cards with a bunch of four year olds. <laughs> falsity lap. <laughs> a little I groggy see, over there. I just invented it. <laughs> 
that coffee yeah. hasn't kicked in yet. No, it hasn't. Well, coffee never kicks in for me. But uh, some more pre-production stuff we have going on. We have a couple meetings with some members of our crew tonight, as well as with our stunt coordinator. Cody and Calvin. Cody and Calvin are part of the crew. We met with the, we had a meeting with the actors yesterday, and then it, was, it went really well. Talking to the stunt coordinator tonight to go over. We do have a scene in the film. Uh, in the climax of the third act where there is a tussle and some fighting. So we need to have a stunt coordinator to map it out. And we'll, you know, we'll get together with our lead actors with the stunt coordinator, hopefully in the next week or so to break down that fight sequence. It's not going to be like punch, punch, kick, elbow. It's not going to like look great. It's going to be sloppy and realistic and like lots of e- grabbing, not even like a really a, th- a th- punch thrown more wrestling than than fight. It's just two people basically grappling, basically realistic, which is like what would happen. It would. Cause th- most movie fights are just complete BS. I love kung fu, but sometimes, like in a movie, that like so it's BS. like people are throwing punches and yeah. I, right. You know what I hate? I hate like when the the one punch knockout every time. Like, it's like, come on, how many times is that gonna the happen? The thing with the punches in movies is it always drives me crazy when someone's throwing punches like crazy in haymakers and they feel no effect on their yeah, hands. It, it hurts. hurts. You know how much that would hurt your hand to just yeah. throw a haymaker you're, off someone's jawline? You're punching a solid like, person, <laughs> like especially someone's skull. Like that's solid, man. I, I it's I love it. Like in action yeah. movies, it's fine. But like sometimes you're watching a regular movie and all of a sudden there's a like a haymaker punch and it's just like yeah. what? That's like uh, I I watched the part last night and there's a, a scene where Costigan's fighting the guys from the Italian guys from Providence and he punches one of them across the face and it breaks his hand. That's realistic. I was like, that's realistic. That would totally happen, especially because he doesn't know really how to punch with proper form. He's just like blow, He just like throws a haymaker and he's like ah, broke his hand. Every, that seems accurate. Every time I see an older, like a guy, an adult male, like with a cast on, his like wrist or hand, I'm like, who'd you punch? Like in my head, I'm like, you definitely punched somebody. <laughs> you tried to. That's usually like that injury. Yeah. It's, it's, it's someone getting in a fight and punching someone in the face and they break yeah. their hand. But also, yeah, movie, movie fights, when they're done well, then you know, you're like, okay, that's, they know what they're doing because there's, you could do a movie fight where it's highly trained characters and then if they're doing more intricate work then you're like okay i can accept that for sure it's a blast but when it's average an average person um versus versus an average person the characters shouldn't really have any knowledge or experience with like any kind of martial arts it doesn't make sense um most of the fights that are choreographed in hollywood they just really don't make sense i love train to busan that's one of my favorite zombie movies ever and it's such a terrific horror movie my one con with that movie is the big guy he does like the, the yeah. magazines yeah, around the mag- his yeah. wrists and stuff and then he's just throwing punches he's just punching zombies in the face constantly and i'm like uh, his hands would break yeah, after he, a couple of those yeah, he does he but you does, accept uh, it yeah yeah you accept it it's no big deal but yeah he should have wrapped them up with some tape yeah, at least yeah I, I would have magazined the the fists instead of <laughs> like i would never i would never even punch a punching bag barehanded i used to well taped up hands taped though. up they yeah, were taped up yeah because you, you even if it you would cut your your flesh it just it would just tear through your flesh if you do it enough especially if you like if you punch someone you hit their teeth That'll like cut your hand open. Yeah, you know, that'll mess your knuckles up. No joke, punching someone. Yeah. So yeah, but most movie fights, especially the way the choreography, it honestly drives me nuts. Whereas like a real fight, like will, between untrained people, they're gonna there's gonna be grabbing involved, and there's gonna be like, I mean, there might be a couple punches thrown, but it's gonna be very weird looking and not like look, looking like they're trained professionals, and it's it's gonna be most likely wind up on the ground, and that's what we're that's what we yeah. have in mind. I just don't like when it's a, a movie that with like. Characters who aren't fighters, they don't have training or anything, they're just normal characters, whatever they do. And then they throw like perfectly like stylized and yeah. uh formed 
hooks and jabs and stuff like that, and they land and they're fine. It always takes me out of it. Yeah. In that kind of movie versus like Trade of Busan or an action movie, a John Wick movie, whatever. Punch yeah. punches people in the face all goddamn day. I love it. Yeah. But like when it when it's put in a normal movie and these people know what they're doing and they can take it on the jaw and get up or yeah. they can their hands fine. Just, eh. And I also you I hate I hate when like the, the person getting hit will just stand there to take the blows and it's like real people they they defend themselves at any chance they can get and just like oftentimes the person taking the hit will just be like standing up straight and like <laughs> making no attempt to to move or embrace the impact at all they'll just like let the punch come but mission impossible henry cavill charging up his muscles all day and throwing some punches and haymakers give me that every day that's a great fight that's that is a tremendous action sequence and that fight sequence. that fight um for uh, all the mi movies in most uh big action movies with fights that felt great because uh, there's like moments where like characters are like taking a beat like there's a moment where where ethan hunt is just on the he's kneeling on the floor he's just like oh, god damn it <laughs> they lose the fight yeah they yeah lose and they the lose Ilsa yeah. saves them yeah so they were he was about to get killed yeah so i love that fight sequence because you know it's what, brutal uh, and they all take a beating you know what i also hate i hate the choking in movies so like say you have a character choking another character and like the person will be on the floor and then the, per the other person will be on top of them choking them with both hands and then the other person's just like lying there getting choked like they you would be doing anything you can with your free hands and legs to try to get that person off of you but in so many movies that person just like they just like I just the way they film it they'll be like oh just don't even shoot their hands because we don't want to reveal that they have free hands and it's like there's so many things you could do with your body people don't even try to squirm around so whenever I see like people getting choked in a movie I'm like oh my god come on guys yeah I guess it's not super realistic in, in that sense unless they have you in like a jujitsu move where they're holding your legs, that's different your arms down with your legs or something uh, that's different that's completely acceptable I'm talking about you know the typical thing you see in a movie where one character is just like on top of another character with their hands on their throat and their hand they're just like yeah Ugh. yeah they're it's like I guess I'm just gonna let them choke me for until I pass out, <laughs> or they'll find like there's like a knife on the ground nearby or something that they'll reach for. But it's like people will be, you'd be poking that person in the eye if you can. You do you'd be like pulling their hair. I mean, there's so many things you can do, especially in that situation. Like poking someone's eye is super helpful. But like a, a person's body will follow where their neck goes. So if you just grab if they have hair. Just grab their hair and pull it with all the strength you have. Their body will follow. That's a great way of loosening someone if they're on top of you trying to choke you. So there's just so many ways to get out of or not not scratch your faces of, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, like people, you, there's it's so hard to actually do that to someone and and people like die so quickly. Oftentimes when that happens, the the cliche rock five feet away from the head. Oh always my god, drives me nuts. Oh like there's god. always a rock there. Like who? Like when you're getting choked, like exactly, you're not searching around you for an item unless you know something's there. Yeah, like that's not realistic. But like if you're getting choked out, like I saw this recently in a movie. I can't remember what it was. And the person getting choked found a rock on the ground, hit the person, and then they started getting choked again. They grabbed the same rock on the ground and hit the person in the head. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're not, unless you know something's there, you're not going to be, like, searching. Like, you'd be going after Your attention would be on what's in front of you. Yeah. Like, if, you, if that's happening, you're going after face, the eyes, you're trying to scratch, you're trying to do what you can to just yeah. throw them off of you. But that never gets, you never see that in movies. It's always just, like, free hands just doing nothing. Or, like, they'll grip the hands, like, please. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> but, like, I mean... Uh, fights usually uh, a fight in real life it's gonna usually get taken down to the ground unless oh, yeah. it's a very high like highly trained martial artist and they can like kick you in the face or something like yeah. that or like punch you out most fights are gonna get taken to the ground yeah especially with the the interaction we have in mind for the almost scene. all like street fights and hand-to-hand -hand yeah. fights are getting taken around that's why jujitsu is like a really popular martial art and stuff like we have a friend that's uh he's a great jujitsu tom 
artist. And um, uh, Uzo. He's a oh, great Uzo, one as well. Uzo's, yeah, Uzo's great. He, yeah, he, he's going to run a school Like These team. are people that, they're usually the nicest people in the world, but also they could literally murder you with their bare hands <laughs> if, you, if you came after them. But they would never attack somebody. But like someone who knows jujitsu really well, you, you don't stand a chance against them in a street fight you don't. or in, in real life. You don't. Not even, a, not, not a chance. Mm-hmm. In, in less than 30 seconds, they'll have you like, in an arm bar, break your break your arm, or <laughs> they can choke you out. But it's more of like because of self. It's for self defense, really. Yeah. Like people who are great at jujitsu, they're the nicest people in the world. They just it's just something to learn. It's a great skill to have, and it's a great community as well. Yeah, it's it's a great hobby. It's a, it's a great sport. It is a you know it's a sport. But the cool thing, but the cool thing about jujitsu is like anyone, any size, you can you know figure out how to get power and leverage over somebody bigger than you if you're being attacked that's why even someone who's maybe petite it's still important i think it'd be really great to learn oh absolutely i think it's it'd, it'd be great if they taught that in school jujitsu yeah yeah i mean or some form of martial some, arts some or kind of defense i think it's that'd be great for every kid to learn <coughs> bless excuse you excuse me bless you excuse me so yeah we're gonna we're doing we're gonna do our best to make our movie fight not look fake as fake as f we'll do our best but we gotta coordinate it we so we have a stunt coordinator uh, hope, hopefully the meeting goes well and we can lock them in. We'll do a rehearsal with the actors very soon because we shoot that scene two, in, in two like weeks. Two, literally two weeks from today on or two 14th, weeks from yesterday. On the 14th. Holy guacamole. It's, What's today's date? Today's the 29th of November. Oh, so on 15 days. Yeah, well, the, no, two weeks from yesterday. No, we're shooting that on the 14th. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was th- the shooting, from, starts, week, yeah. shooting starts two weeks from yesterday. We're shooting that one a week from tomorrow. I'm so sorry. <clears throat> you better be. I am. But yeah, but principal photography starts um, in less than two weeks. It's going to be exciting. December 12th, Monday. Yeah. Day one cool. of shooting. Day one of shooting. Did you get any storyboarding done yet? No, I'm going to start doing that in the next couple of days because I already have it all in my head. I just got to translate it onto the page for our DP to mm-hmm. understand what I have in mind. Um, but it's all, I have it all pretty much set. Um it's going to be simple. Lots of long takes I have in mind and mostly handheld camera work, but some tripod stuff, static, <clears throat> just simple stuff for a couple of dialogue scenes. But uh, it's going to be quite a lot of handheld that I like, but very, very controlled handheld, not super shaky. In our desert scene, you know, it's a, a large part of the film or an important part of the film takes place in a desert landscape exterior. And we were going to do it at night. Anthony originally wrote it at night, but, you know, we ran tests twice and it's just so hard to control the light. It doesn't work super well if we're just using headlights only. And I mean, it could work, but it'd be hard to control the situation. It'd be cold as hell on the crew. And also, without light, you can't really look at this incredible landscape that we rented and booked in this desert. You can see mountains in the background, snow on top of them. And it'd be a shame because, like, it, otherwise, it, it looks like you could film it anywhere. anywhere yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the daytime was the, the right change to make to the script. So that we can see everything. We take advantage of this beautiful desert and palm deal that we're going to be shooting in. It's perfect. It's gorgeous. Great bushes everywhere. It also is full of Joshua trees in the background. Um, great landscapes. We'll be able to do a lot. And so we just have to go a little, a few days early to kind of finish scouting our locations and soften up some dirt in, in a location that we need for a specific point of the script. Because the dirt, the, the dirt is pretty hard because it's chilly at night there. Yeah. The desert it gets down to like in the 20s at night at this time of year even. Uh, it's about an hour north of Los Angeles, Palmdale. Um, so we got to soften up some dirt because we will be doing a little digging for a scene. <laughs> but we don't want to run into a problem mm-hmm. where we are trying to dig and it delays us where we have to really get in there with a pick and, an, and a shovel yeah, yeah, to yeah, yeah. start yeah. breaking it up. 
It's actually, it's honestly going to be a pretty simple, straightforward shoot. Mm-hmm. There's not, I mean, there. I don't see, I don't foresee any surprises or any real, real difficulties. Um, yeah, I think, uh, I think it's going to be pretty easy, honestly. It's the desert shoot or all of it? All of it. It's all about getting there, man. It's just getting there and getting yeah. prepared. Um, it's just like a couple scenes that have a lot of dialogue. Those are the one. Those are the issues for me that uh, that we're gonna have to. I think those will take the longest. We have to make sure we're not running over time because we are filming so much in three days. It's a oh, lot yeah. of pages. <clears throat> oh yeah, but then, but I mean the dialogue scenes. Um, but well, especially the first major one. It's not gonna take that long because these guys are pros, and then um, it's just a two shot setup, so it's not gonna take that long to to. Um, light it and then there's quite a bit of dialogue in the desert but we have all day for that mm-hmm. so that's not a problem and the way we're going to film it is mostly a one take two shot so just a long take for each of them for the entire sequence yeah and then f- the exteriors for we have some yeah. random scenes in the exteriors of like a city so we have to find good locations for that where you know we won't get kicked out or or something someone doesn't come over and say something to us yeah yeah, that I don't really think that's gonna be a problem because, like, especially with my experience doing um, fashion shoots, like we'd be shooting all over the place with gear and stuff, and like crowd, like a group of like five to up to ten people. And you know, I was talking to our DP and about this, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I never had a problem ever shooting anywhere." Um, so it'll be, and we'll we'll pick places that are kind of just like out of like not on a main street, obviously. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but we do, we do have to find locations this week. We're gonna go tomorrow, I think we said. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow afternoon. But um, I the the plan is because there are only a few exterior location shots besides the desert. Um, these are very quick scenes and very simply shot. I am intending to have basically um a one shot or a two shot for all of them. And uh, one of the scenes just is just gonna require one angle. Um, the other the other scene's gonna take just two angles. But these are short, not much dialogue. It's all just basically action. And we can just, we're going to look, we're going to scout the locations um, where one of our locations is because we're going to do an interior location for the morning and then we shoot these exteriors. So it only makes sense to make it easier on transport and the crew to find good locations that are relatively close to this neighborhood. And we we drove through it and I've been to that area before a couple of times just socially. So I, I there are, I know. I feel confident there are a lot of good spots that we can use for for these sh- for these shoots. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's gonna be an awesome week. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be a crazy three days. Crazy three days. So if we go ghost on social media to everybody in terms of responding to stuff, we will obviously yeah. be making posts, but we will not have a lot of time for interaction. Like yeah, I'm, I'm not. Like I have that. no. I'm not gonna be making any social i'm not gonna even be using social media we should probably just gonna be focused we should probably like pay someone for a few days to do all of our social media posting yeah yeah for sure but um like I, i'm i it's it's gonna be important for me on set to be like okay we need to get the work done you got anyone can post stuff done during the link lunch breaks but i don't want people using their phones too much on set because we have you know the locations rented for only a certain amount of time and we're not doing this for social media we're doing it to make the movie you know what i mean so I want to. No, make... I meant for the show. Oh no, yeah, I know yeah, what you yeah, mean, but yeah. I'm just saying because I've seen I've seen friends who do production stuff and like they're constantly like on social media in in the stories making stories. And I'm like, I, I'd rather just be more focused on what the task is. You at mean hand. like people who are making a project yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're like posting about it? Yeah. Oh yeah, I don't think yeah. that'll be an issue at all. Yeah. No, yeah, I just want to make sure we're we're not doing that too much on set. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, the extras can do whatever they want. When we're oh not yeah, shooting. for sure, for sure. So yeah, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. We'll be fine. Get a tight crew. You'll be in charge. You'll be like, no phones. No phones. No, put it away. no, we can have our phones, but just, you know, we gotta get this. I should get, get a our... megaphone. Yeah, a megaphone or like even just like a cone. 
like something to accentuate your voice. Attention on set. Attention on set. Or just your normal speaking voice works. I'm pretty loud. I can <laughs> yeah. Be pre- I'm pretty. I can be pretty loud. Yeah, it's not like we're gonna be surrounded. But well, yep. the only day that where there's gonna be a lot of people is uh, the the bar scene. There's gonna be quite a few extras, and we'll have our crew there. That would be the that would be the, the actors. Yeah, the biggest scale for a number of people by far. It'll be a big shoot. That'll be a lot of fun. It's a great one to start off with to warm up. Uh, especially, I plan that for to warm the actors up mm-hmm. and get them going with that scene. And also, if they do a good job and they feel good about their this big dialogue scene early in the shoot, then I think they'll have a lot of confidence going forward. Yeah, I agree. Because that's, yeah, that's a really important scene. If we get that out of the way, we don't yeah. have to really worry about it. And I, I chose the desert scene for the last day because it's going to be pretty rough and nitty gritty and it's going to be, I think, hard physically for the actors. So I wanted to save that for last because I didn't want to put them through that it's like on the a, first day. A lot of emotionality. So much emotionality. It's about emotionality. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, then otherwise we got I, I booked our our groomer, our hair and makeup groomer for the guys. And she's great. She's an old friend of mine. She's a super pro. So she's gonna make the guys look good. Touch them up if they need any touch up and then they're good make, looking guys anyways. Yeah, make their, they have great hair too, which is good. But it's, we had a meeting with them the other day and it was just like they aren't they perfect? So they're so on board. They're, they're so excited. Yeah. They really like the script and the idea and they love the third act. I think everyone loves the third act. That's Reddit. And it's a great twist ending, super fun, super South Korean humor, which is the inspiration behind it. Dark South Korean comedy crime movie. That's literally it. <laughs> and Cohen's. And Cohen. Oh, yeah, the Cohen's for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's awesome. The third act's tremendous. It's so fun. Thanks, man. Anytime. We got to we gotta film it, so we, we got to see we'll it. Nail it yeah, we'll nail we'll it, man. We'll nail it. Yeah. Right, so We've locked everything else in. We yeah. got our composer. Yeah, we got the other actors, composer, every every everything's locked in. I got the final pieces of wardrobe yesterday. And so all the wardrobe and props are set. Everything. We yes, we just have to test the air pistol um today. T- today, yeah. Mm-hmm. No BB I mean no BBs will be inside of it. No uh we're not doing a gun with uh blanks. Yeah, it's just an airsoft. No rounds of any kind that can harm somebody. It's a very safe situation. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Don't want any issues. It looks good, doesn't it? It looks legit. Yeah, it looks, it looks legit. legit. Yeah. yeah, it's got. It's like made out of like metal and everything. Yeah, it sure is. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be uh, yeah, the cameo. It's gonna be involved in. It's gonna be fun. It's great. Yeah, you came up with some good ideas for it. Yeah. So um, I knew I knew you had. Might it. as well yeah. go film that now before the sun starts to go down. Might as well. We also man. have a meeting in a little might bit. as well. But thanks so much for tuning into the weekly chat. Hope you liked this little update on our lives and the production episodes this week coming up like we said tomorrow is going to be an incredible episode on the career and work of martin scorsese one of the greatest directors of all time one of our favorites it was an incredible episode it's a long one it's over three hours so get strapped in it was a blast to do then next week we have some other great content coming for you we're going to do reviews on bones and all we're going to do a review on the menu and then also, I think we're going to do Coco next week, which should be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Pixar film that we really enjoy. And we, we got to get more Pixar in there. You know, people love Pixar. Oh, yeah. They're the best. So I think that's the best Pixar movie that's come out. I, I mean, since last, Coco, yeah. it's the best of like the last four or five. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. I have it in my top three It's of really Pixar. incredible. Yeah. Um, so I can't wait to talk about that. We have some more stuff planned this month. And then, again, we go into production that week of the 12th to 14th. So we'll be pretty busy. But we'll still get episodes up for you all, and we appreciate you tuning in so much. You can still support the short film on Indiegogo. Uh, we have a link in our— Your link. Uh, yeah, we have the mine's, links. Mine's done. In the bios of our accounts is our like 
our uh, Beacons account, which has all of our links. But the mm-hmm. Indiegogo, if you want to support real quick before it ends, I think the last time you can, get, you can support is the first week of December or something like that. And then it shuts down. But thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. Take care. Can't wait for you all to see these projects we're working on. See you next time. Raiders of the Lost podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.